Good morning, it's Wednesday, January 4th, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Santorum surges in Iowa to catch Romney. Taliban says it will open an office in Qatar, and U.S. shifts policy with overtures to Islamist party. In today's national headlines, booking spaceflight with travel insurance. And before fire, embers were moved for Santa. In today's business headlines, the Dow was up 179 points yesterday. The Fed will publish a forecast to guide investors. Report on manufacturing generates a strong rally. And online sales buoy UPS and FedEx beyond the holidays. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This morning's top story is written from Des Moines, Iowa, by Jeff Zeleny, entitled Santorum Surges to Catch Romney. Mitt Romney's quest to swiftly lock down the Republican presidential nomination with a commanding finish in the Iowa caucuses was spoiled here Tuesday night by the surging candidacy of Rick Santorum, who fought him to a draw by winning over conservatives who remain skeptical of Romney. The two candidates were separated by only a sliver of votes. The outcome offered Santorum a chance to emerge as the alternative to Romney as the race moves to New Hampshire and South Carolina. Being here in Iowa has made me a better candidate, Santorum said, arriving at a caucus in Clive, where he urged Republicans to vote their conscience. Don't sell America short. Don't put someone out there from Iowa who isn't capable of doing what America needs done. The Iowa caucuses did not deliver a clean answer to what type of candidate Republicans intend to rally behind to try to defeat President Obama. With 93% of the vote counted, Santorum and Romney, whose views represent the polar sides of the party, each had 25%. Representative Ron Paul of Texas finished a close third with 21% of support. We will go on, Paul said. There's nothing to be ashamed of. The Iowa caucuses did not bring the clarity to the nominating fight as Romney had hoped. Even though he did not secure a commanding victory that he had fought for in the last week, he handily dispatched two rivals who were once seen as his biggest threats, Governor Rick Perry of Texas and the former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Gingrich was in fourth place with 13.3%, Perry in fifth place with 10.3%, and Representative Michelle Bachman of Minnesota in sixth place with 5.1%. Gingrich and Bachman pledged to press on, but Perry said Tuesday night that we will return to Texas to assess whether there's a path for him to continue in the presidential campaign. The determined band of Republican caucus goers streamed into firehouses, gymnasiums, and even a few living rooms. The caucuses do not award any of the 1,150 delegates needed to win the party's nomination. A snapshot of the Republican mindset, according to polls of voters as they entered caucus sites, found that Romney had won the most support among those who said defeating Obama was the most important quality in a candidate. Romney's business experience, which is the spine of his candidacy, was a draw for voters concerned about the economy. Among voters who said the economy was the issue that mattered most in deciding whom to support, a plurality, about a third, said they would support Romney. 